You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh. Josh what? Schaefer. <laughs> do you have to do it in that weirdly sexualized whisper? Yes. <laughs> you realize no one heard that. I'll have to crank the volume up on it. Yes. <laughs> Today we are joined in the studio, around the table, in the random room that we use, however you want to put it, by... 1G Lau. Hey, good to see you here. Random room? Dude, this is your living room. Well, it's not a proper recording booth because we can't afford that right now. Now they know. <laughs> I'm, the secret's I, out. I have a feeling they suspected all along. Well, so, I didn't, and uh, I'm one of the two listeners. You, so. you sit in the room. And? <laughs> so we have a tradition here on the show. Wenji, since you are new to the show, you're going to introduce yourself. And we do this by having you list your top five anything. Anything at all. Your top five whatever. Hmm. Yes. Well, you're just throwing this right at me. I know. That's the reason why we do it this way. You know, and the thing is, his wife did this the last time, and she knew it was coming and still didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty it's funny. Tough. It is. Just top five anything. Well, let's see. Well, I'm Wan Lao, and since we just actually finished eating, I'm still, I still got the food on my mind. So I'll do like top five, I don't know, Chinese restaurants, top five Asian restaurants okay. in town. In Indianapolis? In Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Okay. Well, first off, Sichuan Garden just closed, which is Boo. kind of a shame, but it's okay. There's so a, is that an honorable mention? There's like a, there's an honorable mention. There's a story behind that because I can't eat, I couldn't eat there anymore anyway. I haven't been there in years. Okay. But, so Lucky Lou is still top. Okay. Absolutely. Um, comes down then to a yeah fight between Saigon and King Walk. Okay. Which we just had one of the two, and they were delicious. Yep. Uh, that hot pot place over in Castleton, uh, whose name I can never remember, it has the most generic name, like number one Chinese Formosa Seafood Tasty Buffet. It's weird. <laughs> it's, I don't, I've told you about this place, right? It I has think you like have, a yeah. Hidden authentic hot pot restaurant inside the restaurant. It's in a secret room that they have set aside for hot pot with pictures of like fantasy role-playing game uh, characters all over the walls. I really need to eat at this place. You now. really need to come just, to this place. Just to like take pictures of it and then put it up on the website because this sounds magical. It's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. it's it's all you can eat. And you know, I guess if you're there, we can avoid all the shellfish. I'll still eat shellfish. <laughs> I might be Jewish. I'm not that Jewish. <laughs> I love how there's like degrees. Yeah. Oh, there, there is. There, if, yeah. with, with with just about any person of the faith that I've met, there's there's always degrees. So that's four. That's four. Yeah, you have. And you're missing so one. So I'm missing one. Because Saigon or Saigon was an honorable mention. Saigon so. was an honorable mention. Um, oh yeah, and actually. Um, Probably should have been higher in the top five. Um, Mama's, the Korean place. Oh. Mm, over on, yeah, I keep forgetting about East them side. because I har- never, right. hardly ever get to go. There's a there's a bunch of places now. Oh, I'm East going side. To have to yeah. East, West. East, okay. uh, Maybe it's West. I don't remember. No, it's East Side. It is oh, definitely East Side. Yeah, it's okay. over near Pendleton ah. because there's a big uh, Korean population yeah. near the um, near the base. Okay, so, Wenji, since you're here, one of the things that you suggested we talk about was Bioware, specifically Mass Effect, although I'll be honest with you right now, Josh and I haven't played enough of those to be able to discuss those at any length at all, but we'll still give it a try, because we've we've talked about just about anything. I didn't know anything about mechs, and we still did like a 40-minute podcast yeah. off of that. So yeah, I think that was our me there one. for that. Yeah. <laughs> we tried. You were out of town. Yeah, well, you know, 
It happens. It happens. <laughs> so, anyway, you guys have played plenty of Bioware games, though, and you know, oh. there's, so there's plenty of history to talk there's about. There's Bioware and there's the other one, Bethesda, and they don't, or one of them. Don't oh. they both produce games that are very similar? No. No. But, uh, no. <laughs> Bioware produces games that are actually playable. Well, mm-hmm. that's besides the point. We can, we can get into that in a little bit, too, because I think the last time we mentioned Bethesda games at all was when Fallout 76 first, like, before it even came out. And you were all like, "Woo, Paul Fallout 76." I, and now it seems like you're like, "Boo, Fallout 76." I was wrong. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> so, I've played enough of the BioWare games and the Bethesda games like Kotor and Did you Did you play fun? Neverwinter? I did not. I didn't play Neverwinter um but like Kotor and Mass Effect, a little bit of Mass Effect, a little bit of Mass Effect. And then Jade Empire and Fallout and Dragon Age, and now I kind of think they're all the same company because they it's like you get into an open world and there's a dialogue tree and you do some perks and then suddenly I've played the game before. I just kind of feel like that with all of their games. But that just seems a lot more open world in that you can get away with just sort of wandering around and get a perfectly full experience. I mean, that is fair because like KOTOR and Mass Effect and all those, they have like very sectioned off zones that you wander right. through. No free Whereas, roaming. Yeah. Increasingly with Bioware, you're... You're pushed into into the story. You can wander for, to to an extent, but it gets boring pretty quick unless you get back on the on the path. Yeah, because yeah, um, there there was there was a fair bit of linearity and um, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Like to a certain extent, there was a main plot you had to travel through to get to the one ending. And mm-hmm. the only difference about the ending between the two was whether you were a good Sith or a bad Sith or something, basically. Or neutral. You can be a great Jedi. I don't think I know anyone who played Cray in that one. It was like, you were good yeah. or you bad, because it was really easy to figure out how to do that. Right. Yeah. Kill but, this person? Don't kill this person. Exactly. But it was like, as linear as that game could be on the main plot, there was a lot of diversions you could do, and you could really visit most of those planets in any order, which right. I found out, because I totally ignored the Han Solo character, and then realized that he had this major plot line that I ignored, right. and then didn't matter at all, and suddenly I just didn't care about him, and I didn't do anything with him. So you didn't have to do anything. And there was a bunch of, like, side quests and stuff. It wasn't the most linear, but some of them have gotten pretty linear. Even, like, Jade Empire, which was their, Oof. like, Asian whatever culture it was playing on, which I'm sure they probably didn't nail it right anyway. But No, they actually did a really good job. Did they? It's, yeah. I mean, Jade Empire, yeah, it was a good representation of sort of a fantasy China universe. In the same way, in exactly the same way that a lot of regular, quote, regular uh, Western fantasy is essentially some form of medieval European extension. Mm-hmm. They did pretty much the same thing in Jade Empire with medieval uh, China. That's they, impressive. They took it yeah. and they add some fantasy elements and that's it. And there were, it would have been fun. I think Jade Empire would have been a lot more fun for me if A, I hadn't played KOTOR already because Knights of the Old Republic was basically the same game, just Star Wars-y. And also if the battles were better because you could they get the, easy you could get the characters into like really stupid battle loops i think the yeah. end boss i managed to figure out i could just jump over him and kick him from behind and then just keep doing that and he eventually died and couldn't do anything to me the the action was not play tested as well as it should have been that seems to be the case with a lot of bioware though once you get into it i mean there's there's usually a couple of ways to cheese the system pretty heavily you could do that in kotor yeah i did um, that with the end boss in kotor with, actually yeah there, there, there just, was a critical loop you could get in kotor where you'd do like eight times criticals with every attack and it just it was an insane amount of damage every i time. didn't even realize you could do that i yeah. just knew that on the end boss because i couldn't beat him fair and square i'd just run away from him throw my lightsaber and then wait for the thrown lightsaber to charge back up and i'd just keep doing it until yep. he died it took like 10 minutes but i won and he lost so that's all that mattered <laughs> 
But yeah, that, I think that's the reason why I didn't get into Mass Effect is I played the opening mission, which was okay, and then I got to the hub world, and at a certain point, I'm like, I feel like I've already played this before. Sure, the characters might be different, but it's still KOTOR with a different skin. The storyline's a lot deeper in Mass Effect. Um, they definitely worked a lot more on the background, but yeah, Mass Effect 1 gets pretty tedious. There is a, a lot of driving that is completely <laughs> unnecessary. And it's, yeah, it, it adds to the tedium. They course-corrected in Mass Effect 2 and overcorrected. Mass Effect 2 was excessively uh, linear with all the RPG elements stripped out. Ooh, Whereas gross. Mass Effect 1 was far too heavy in the, in the RPG elements. You'd, every time you get there, hundreds and hundreds of uh, upgrades and pieces of loot you get, but every single one of them was, this adds 1% to your attack. This adds 1.2% to your attack. This adds, and it was just, in Mass Effect 2, they went the other direction and said, there are three upgrades. That's all you can have the entire game. That's Ooh. it. And so it was like, well, great. Um, Mass Effect 3 was a perfect balance, in my opinion. Uh, and it is, uh, I, I miss that game a lot. <laughs> I, actually, I still, every once in a while, I still load it up. There are still people who play the multiplayer on that game. And there is person, no judgment here. As a person who despises <laughs> multiplayer, Mass Effect 3 had the best multiplayer setup I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's absolutely no judgment about popping a game back in and playing it because mm -hmm. the two of us are still playing Diablo 3 mm -hmm. now, despite the fact that, you know, it really hasn't changed in, what, five years ever since they put Adventure Mode in? It's pretty there's much the same game. Has it been now? five years since? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, it's I think been it's been longer since. than that. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure it has. I think it's been oh, almost seven. But it, six. The, the 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 loop of the That's the right. loot grind has really just kind of stagnated in there since. I mean, adventure mode came in, and aside from like throwing in horror of Tristram or whatever it's called a couple years ago, and then like making like legendaries have now like art ancient legendaries, and then like some rage thing legendary that they just primal legendary mm -hmm. that they just came out with which is like a red version of the legendary but it's still just a hmm. legendary yeah yeah okay. it's it's like the the game hasn't really changed that much you so they around. haven't added any more storyline because that was what no. i was waiting for no was no, no no no, no, no. There, it's all it's all adventure mode at this point there's no extra expansion and yet i still yeah. play it a new season comes out i'll still be like well i'll go in there and try and get whatever new wings they have or something because hmm. why not it's there Occasionally, I get a goblin that gives me a new uh, pet, and I'm like, "Woo! Look at this pet that I just don't care about because I go back to the teddy bear every time." Because <laughs> the, the crazy murder bear is fantastic. <laughs> the switch port's pretty cool too. Is it? Yeah. You picked it up. Yeah. You bought it again. Yes. You bought the game again. Yes. <laughs> How many times is that for you now? Six. Uh, PC, PlayStation. But Xbox it was twice on the PC, though, wasn't it? Because you had to buy mm -hmm. it for your wife as well? Yep. Yeah, so... Two... So everything's times two, except for the Switch. Well, the, the console ports are, because you could play Xbox and PS4 and right. Switch. Yes. So that's at least five. Oh, mm -hmm. but you bought it twice on Xbox, though, didn't because you? Because I sold it once, and I got it back again. Well, and then you had to buy the um, expanded edition, yep. too. So that's seven. So if anyone's listening, I'm really bad with money. <laughs> was, I mean, you're not that bad in comparison to me because I know I've bought the game at least three times and I've only ever played it on Xbox. Yeah. So, like, that's crazy. But I'll still pop it in. I'll still pop in Borderlands 2, which I've bought, like, four times now. It's a truly great game. Though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Borderlands 2 is fantastic. Can't get into the pre-sequel. Wait, but really how, that's right. How have you not finished the pre-sequel? Because oh, it's boring. It's no, Oh, no. It's so... Where was he so, during the Borderlands one? Yeah, I know. We tried to do that one with him, too. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm so happy you enjoy it. You can sit there by yourself while we play a different game. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how far did you get in pre-sequel? Um, Space? I mean, 
yeah, I made it past the hub town. I started on the next set of missions and I just couldn't get through it. I just didn't care anymore. There was a mission where you were supposed to like run around and do political pamphlets or something, and I just like tear down posters and oh, slap up the other one ones. Ba- yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Around that portion of the game, and I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. So mm, yeah, I like the jetpack mechanic or the little uh, yeah the, the jetpack mechanics fun. The expansions are pretty fun, although still nothing beats the Borderlands Two Dungeons and Dragons expansion. Oh, that is yeah. the, the greatest thing Wait. they ever turned out. Yeah, so, I mean, we've already done Borderlands, but we'll keep talking about it. But yeah, no, so there is no judgment about you having to go back and play Mass Effect 3 over and over again, because I'll do that with just about any game I enjoy. I'm starting to get the urge to go back and play Super Mario 3D World again, because that game is awesome, and I've already beat Mm -hmm. the crap out of it. Although I can't take a quick tangent into saying um, Borderlands is another one of those games, rather like Mass Effect, where one would wish the studio would have stuck with making us another sequel rather than put all their resources into a multiplayer game that uh, oh, doesn't seem to really do it. Yeah, yeah Battleborn. Battle yep. And now we've got Anthem from Bioware, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's well, not what I want to see. That's a fair point, because after Mass Effect 3, which most people would consider to be their greatest game... No, so... the well, hold on, the, the, hold, on, yeah. hold on. I was going to say... As long as you decide which side of the fence you are on the ending of that game and which ending you prefer and whether or not you patched it. So that's that's a thing. But right. most people, one unpatched or patched, usually tend to consider Mass Effect 3 to be like the great of the series. And then there's Andromeda. So most people actually, I, that in the big Mass Effect crowd, most people have really fond memories of Mass Effect 2. Okay. Because aside from the oversimplified... RPG aspects, the storyline was what people were wanting. They were wanting Space Rambo. I just have really fun memories of not finishing Mass Effect 1 because, wow. <laughs> so yeah, good. <laughs> you can't remember so, the game when you somehow finished it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a smart man, I guess. I only played Mass Effect 1 one time because I could only slog through it the one time. That's fair. It has a great, you know, it has a great storyline, great ending, but like, there's the distance between the story points was just too great, too much freaking driving maybe i just need to pick up mass effect 2 and give it another try mass effect 2 flows but... really well and yeah mass effect 3 is a you know in my opinion it's a great game but i was perfectly fine with the ending i'm perfectly fine i'm real allowed to be spoilers ending? spoilers here eh, um, it's fine it's how old is that game it's now? ancient now I mean, yeah. look the, the bottom line is you from from mass effect 1 the very beginning first chapter you're you're given all the signals saying this person isn't going to survive the story this is not that kind of story I right get that. i get that but everyone wanted, oh, I need to go and live out my fantasy superhero future with my random love interest. And like now that I, th- I can see why people would have, were upset by it, but I was OK with it. And the game design, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you can, you, you can yeah. do spoilers. It's a seven year old game. The statute of limitations is over. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> and then, yeah, Andromeda got, I think, just got a really bad rap. I, really, I think people did not give it a chance. I think the initial spate of reviews were unbalanced and unfair people dinged a lot of the dialogue they dinged mission design they dinged graphics and these were all things that weren't really all that different when you got down into it from previous mass effect games it's just that they were more glaring now because it was essentially a new entry in the franchise mm-hmm. none of the original characters are there so you didn't have any of the cushioning effect that they would have no tr- no carryover because the game's connected to one another and you could actually port stuff between you games port stuff too. between them all your all your stuff all your um life choices carried over you know so the friends you made in the previous ones they come through and remember all the things that you did before so 
again, whatever glitches there were in their dialogues and their facial animations, people were willing to forgive those because, hey, you were seeing old friendly faces again. Andromeda didn't get any of that. And so people were, I think, unnecessarily harsh on it. And then when it came out, as a result, a lot of people, previous Mass Effect players, simply didn't play it. Mm-hmm. And that's killed really the franchise. Good. And it just cascaded the problem. Once I played it, I was like, this isn't, this really isn't bad. In fact, actually, it's incredibly fun. Um, it has, it's not, it's not the greatest in the franchise. It's not better than Mass Effect 3. It's a little bit of a step down. But, I mean, that's like saying that a New York strip is a slight step down from a good ribeye. I mean, come on. <laughs> really? Well, um, and are, are they the studio behind the Dragon Age games as well? They are. Okay. Um, Which I also couldn't get into. And actually, interestingly, I, I've tried. I think I've just aged out of that in that it's been so long. I just don't have the time I don't know. It's just, I played, I played through like three or four hours of the first one of the Dragon Age Origins. And I'm like, okay, so you swapped out my lightsabers for sabers. But I don't feel like there's all that much that's different here. I've played yeah. this game before. Which is part of the reason why I didn't get through KOTOR 2. Not because the game was bad, although I know there are plenty of people that say that uh, it's Obsidian, I think, that made that one. And yeah. they didn't do as well with it. Not as well with a fantastic game. It's still going to be pretty good. Mm. But the problem is just the simple fact that I'd already played the game and I'm basically starting back at square one with a different crew of people who are going to go through the same adventure and I just don't care. Pretty much. That's the problem. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned Anthem, which is their online shooter game that's supposed to compete with... Fortnite. No, at Fortnite. It's not Fortnite. Oh, the other um, Apex. Bungie's... Um... Oh, Destiny. That's Destiny, thank yeah. you. Destiny, which was supposed to compete with Borderlands, but they're very different games. They are. Like, they're loot shooters, but Borderlands is a loot shooter in the vein of Diablo, and Anthem and Destiny are loot shooters in the vein of, like, a world Halo. of Warcraft. Right. They're yeah. more MMO, um, It's like if, you slapped, based, if I mean, you slapped Halo on top of the basic concept yeah. of World of Warcraft. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can go through all of Borderlands 2 mm-hmm. as a single player. Mm-hmm. And once you get to a sufficient level, you can even go and take on a couple of raid bosses as yeah. a single player. Yeah. And you've got all the content in Borderlands 2 as a single player. Yeah. Which in Destiny, you can't. Yeah. You don't get to see no. any significant part of the game. No, yeah. I played together. I played, and... I, th- I think I played like three or four missions in Destiny. And then I got to a point where I had to literally do a raid boss that was part of the missions just mm-hmm. to get on to the next step. And, mm-hmm. So it's like, wait for 15 other people to join in and then do the thing. And then I died a bunch and someone else killed it and yay. And then I moved on with the main story and was bored. Yeah. Because there's the opening section of Destiny, which is hours long, is just not interesting. Mm -mm. Whether you have the old Peter Dinklage voice work or the new guy who they stitched over it, it's just not interesting. Destiny 2 was a little bit better. Yeah, but... But it was still... I got bored after I beat the story mode. Yeah, and and I, 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 I just don't. I'd rather just have Borderlands. Yep. Because <laughs> it's 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 like there's a certain... I, I don't hate the loot grind. I love the loot grind. That's why I'm still freaking playing um, Diablo 3. Because mm-hmm. the loot grind on its own is good. You you go out, you kill stuff, you get some cool items. Occasionally you get a really cool item, you build your stuff up. Maybe you eventually max out your character and can't get any further. Boo, whatever, who cares? But so I, and I like the, the loot grind sets off the endorphins. I'm like, yay, loot! But there was something that was missing in Destiny, and from what I see, is really missing apparently in Anthem. It's just it's not there now. Anthem apparently has some really fun jetpack flying, which improves that portion of the genre. But the rest of it, from what I understand, is lackluster. Mm-hmm. So and well, and for a lot of longtime Bioware players, customers like me, like you, 
Because um, you also played the Old Republic MMO, Old Republic, which we'll probably almost, talk about in another time. Yeah. The the issue with uh, Anthem is we were looking for a single-player storyline experience. Mm-hmm. You, they they have pre- presented a really an interesting world. Uh, they seem to present an interesting characters, you know, interesting dialogue. But everything I've seen has all that stuff sort of segmented away and in odd places, such as not easily accessible for well, a single player game. Like either, if you're either walking through the hub city mm-hmm. um, just to pick up in yep. individual conversations yep. or they'll just do info dumps on you in the middle of a fight while you're trying to concentrate on fighting. I've heard of both of those, yep. yep. And the other problem that I've seen that they have is the fact that you can get a bunch of missions, but you can only pick one of them at a time and then you have to go do it. That's one thing that I really liked about Borderlands, both of them, which is, oh, hey, there are eight missions available to me. I'll mm-hmm. just select all of them and then while i'm wandering around the same map over and over again i could just do eight all eight of them at once crank through it if i want to because it's not like the story in borderlands is all that deep you can get the little bits of stuff here and there have some fun shoot some things don't have to shoot the same things 20 times because you have to loop the map over and over again Mm -hmm. and then you're done it's well constructed in that regard and a lot of these ones like destiny for example it's like i'd go and i'd do a mission and then it'd give me the next mission. And then I'd have to go and do that one, which is surprisingly, not at all, on the same exact map I just played. Like the, where you start off? You start off on the moon, you start off on Mars or something like that? Or is it Russia in the first Destiny? It's one of the three. Wherever you start off at in that game, it's like the first 10 or so missions are all in the same exact zone. So you get real familiar with that zone and it's tedious. Mm. Especially since you have to do one mission at a time and then, pick the mission from the hub and then fly into your ship and then watch the ship loop the planet a couple times and then drop down and have a load screen and then fight your mission and then have a load screen to get back to your ship to get back to the hub town to have a load screen to then go pick your next oh my god and those of us who are still running computers that are primarily using platter drives it's even slower yeah and so i honestly just don't want to mess with the load screens well and it's it's like when you pop destiny into your system and a lot of these other ones it has like a four gigabyte download that it puts from the disc onto your drive anyway and then it has load screens and i'm like what are you loading it's all on the hard drive now what is your freaking problem like even like borderlands and so forth installs like all the expansion packs directly onto the hard drive i get that you have to ping the engine to get stuff to go but what are you loading in the background that's so difficult like other games can just seamlessly stream all this. Why do you have a load screen for all of this? What's because there's a bunch of assets they have to load, which I'm mm-hmm. fine with, so long as it's periodic. If you know, I, I'm loading into the combat world out of the hub city. Okay, load me there, but then I don't want to see another loading screen until I'm ready Done. to go back to yeah. you know, go back to town. Yeah, I don't want to have to do that every slant, every time I complete an objective. Yeah. That's yeah, because I mean, the Borderlands has load screens, which is a little annoying. Because I'd love it if they could just seamlessly build that world. Because the world itself is designed in those games as a seamless connected thing, anyway. But they're quick. But they're quick. They're quick load screens. It's maybe fifteen seconds. But it's it's not like when I had Destiny, where it was like there. I'll see like three load screens before I get into a mission, and they're all pretty long. Mm-hmm. And that's on console that where the game is optimized for it in that regard. And I'm just like why. Why? And it's even worse when it's a multiplayer situation because then you've got three, four other people sitting there waiting for you, or they're going on doing, or they've already loaded in, they're off yep. doing their, their thing, you yep. catch up, and it makes everybody unhappy. Yep. So, so. Um, I'm, I was really excited about Anthem to begin with, uh, and I still like the idea. Like, I want to actually play it. I just, 
look, I guess I'm just going to have to wait a little while and see what, what kind of patches come out. I, 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 I think that's a lot, the way it is with a lot of them. You have to wait until the patches come out. Like anyone who wants to do the loot grind of Fallout 76, for example, which <laughs> I see the twitch in your eye, Josh, from that. <laughs> I only bought two copies of an $80 game. Oh, my God. And then hate it. Hated it. Hate it. Yeah. Jose and I played the beta, and mm-hmm. we were... So psyched for it? Well, we weren't psyched. We thought it was a beta, and we thought, okay, this is buggy, you, but it's going to get better. We went on for a while about it while, when it first yeah. came out. And then when it came out, we played seven levels worth, and I and said, stopped. I'm done. Uh, and it broke her heart, because she's a huge Fallout fan, as you know. Say, yeah, I remember you guys like really enjoying Fallout, and you tried to get me into the series like two or three times with the various versions of that game, and yeah. I just I You couldn't. won't. I played Fallout 3. I hated Fallout 3. I put three hours into that game, and it never once hooked me. Mm-mm-mm. And that was three hours past the opening where you make your character and go through the whole like stupid 13-year-old exam and wander around as a baby and so forth. None of that. No. 4 was a little better. A lot better. It, whatever. <laughs> I, have, I have a problem. Once the series lose me, I, I really I can't get There's too many the games to play. I, yeah, I, I, played, much, yeah. I played... Um, the first of the Castlevania Lord of Shadows games. And I love, love Castlevania. That and that game was wretched. so wretched, I can't bring myself to play the next two in the series. Even though, like, I run a Castlevania website. At, like, it's it's my wheelhouse, but it doesn't feel like a Castlevania game. I'll just wait for the next real Castlevania game to come out. I hope they remake Castlevania 64, because that was the best. You say that, but I actually kind of enjoyed that <laughs> game. I mean... I, I will die on the hill that the next remake I really want is uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, and no one else likes that game either. That's the PlayStation one, right? No, uh, Game Boy, the first of the Game Boy oh, Advance ones. Oh, right, right. That one was impossible. This game is really easy. What the hell is your problem? I really suck at Castlevania. <laughs> apparently. Apparently, you're terrible. I know the them. feeling. Yeah. I do, too. I can't. <laughs> no, you want... I can't you, get anywhere in those games. You I'm want to so talk the retro it. games, I'm terrible at them. But once I went to Metroidvania, it's really easy for me to play through those. But that that's my game. Uh, I can play Metroid. Can't do Castlevania. I don't understand how you can play Metroid, because I can't play that, and you can't do those. Because actual... robots are sexy. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, there was something about Alucard. <laughs> yeah. Dracula was, backwards. Wasn't that a Farrelly Brothers movie, There's something about Alucard? Yeah, I think I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> I would, I would love to see like the Castlevania anime restitched into a Fairly Brothers movie. Alucard, that what's be... that in your hair? <laughs> it's not blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have we have we run out of Mass Effect? Are we done bitching about that series? Uh, I guess we. Are. I mean, I can I can always talk more about Mass. I love talking about Mass Effect. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. The, no, I mean the, the last gap is yeah. I mean the, the multiplayer remains as as fun as ever, and I still hate multiplayer. Uh, I get that. I, 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 it's, it's something I haven't seen in any other game, and someone else might have imp- implemented it at this point. I guess I don't play that many games. <laughs> but the idea that you can log on to multiplayer, uh, play with three other strangers, and not have to worry about getting yelled at, bitched at, but still play a, a fun cooperative game is it's an insanely balanced way of designing designing a game. Um, I mean, when you get down to it, it's basically just horde mode. But it's still a lot of fun to have three other people there who are all cooperating toward the same goal. And if somebody sucks, well, okay, they suck, but you can carry them. You can you can carry them. You can keep playing, and there's no functionality in there for people to really be dicks about it. Well, and that's actually, and it's, it's they they're very careful about it. In fact, in in limiting people's ability 
to be assholes. When you mentioned that, that's actually something the last time I had experience like that, honestly, was um, Left 4 Dead. Because mm-hmm. I actually played that game online, and because of the way that game is constructed, where you have to work together or you're just dead, and there's no getting through the game, that was one of those ones where you actually had to work together and not be dicks about it and really mm-hmm. cooperate. And I took, I spent days playing through Left 4 Dead online, even though the missions are the missions are stupid short, they're like 45 minutes. You know, yeah. it's like three acts, and you get to the big ending and whatever. And yeah, this the way it was constructed, I almost never had to deal with griefers. It was fun. Now. I didn't go into the modes where you had to like play humans and zombies and so forth because then you got the griefers and that mm-hmm. was that was stupid. But just playing through the main missions with some friends and or some people you meet online and just having a good time. Left 4 Dead did that right too. I never. That's right. I, uh, someone did tell me about that. Yeah, so, that was fun. Good. I'm yeah. sure it's probably got no one playing it now because it's what ten years old. But you'd be surprised. You know, yeah. Ba- back when it was going on though. Back when it was going on, I really enjoyed both Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 online. I really should have played Payday. Was that the bank heist one that oh, was yeah. similar in construction? Because mm-hmm. then they did like a weird Left 4 Dead payday crossover so that I never played. I should have I, I didn't know they those. did that. Yeah, there was at least mm. one mission that was like a payday whatever. Anyway, I think we're done with this mission. Or this mission. <laughs> I, I think we're done with this mission. Now loading. This has been Not So Life Master AG. I am Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh. And... Oh, I'm Wanji. And we will see you next time.